0: Hello everyone! Welcome to another emergency edition of ARG Presents. I'm your good buddy, your good pal, and global traveler, Amigo Aaron, joined by a man who keeps his feet firmly on terra firma, keeps his honey in the seat, He's a human paperweight, ladies and gentlemen. I present to you the Brent. I mean, I'm a world traveler, too. When did you travel the world? I traveled from uh, my house over here. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're going to consider you to Chicago world travel, I'm going to consider that one. Oh, yeah, travel. I do. Uh, it was Cocoa Fest this past weekend, folks. So we're getting this thing in just under the wire. But by God, there's no way I'd be absent for this one, the Brent. Because we spun the wheel. We made the wacky, wacky deal this week. As we'll be looking at something we ain't never heard of before, bam, it's everyone's favorite, the Philips VG5000. 5000, Aaron. With a with a, with a micro sign beside the 5000. I don't mean, know what that is. What the heck that's doing there? There's a little symbol there. It's the Philips VG5000. Yes. Now, we spun this last week. Have you ever in your whole life heard of the Philips VG5000? Yeah, I used one of these when I was a kid. You did? No. that's why. <laughs> no, Of course not. not. Unless you were in the Netherlands or France, <laughs> that's probably <highly> our argue- <laughs> Let's learn a little bit, Brent, if we may. Let's learn a little bit I about that was VG the VG5000. What well, was it? So, if you're like us, we didn't know. By the way, uh, the VG5000, also known as the Radiola VG5000, that's my favorite or the Schneider VG 5000. Yeah. So as long as there's a 5000 there, you can put any goofy name you want in front. <laughs> manufactured by Philips. Where was this manufactured, the brand? Well, you're going to be stunned to know it was the Netherlands. I'm not that stunned. But this thing only had its bigger run in France. Yeah. That, that's where, regardless of where it was made, that's where it was marketed. I should have worn my beret for this episode. Remember the beret I have? Because we love the French. Uh, excuse me, this thing debuted well, it started being produced in '83. It was released in France, according to everything I saw, October 1 of 1984. So, a yeah, late 1984 release. Uh, the brand just in time of Christmas. So, get this what's in this thing? What's in everything? It's the old Zilog Z80 processor with a four megahertz speed. Uh, this thing could have up to 56k. But it's shipped with 24K, yeah. 8K of VRAM, and an 18K ROM. Now, it's a 40-column text mode, but get this. Eight colors, one voice, four-octave sound. You know it's gold. Here's the amusing thing. It had no graphics. It, nope. had, it had the semi-graphics as its graphics display, but they did a lot with what, uh, what they had to An amazing uh, amount. What they had to operate with. An amazing amount. Uh, this thing uh, originally sold uh, in France uh, as of December 84 for 242 francs. Not euros, francs. And then by '86, just at the scanty t- less than two years later, the price had literally cut in half yeah. to 120 from. Well, I think at that point it was it was less. Look at our new shiny system, and more we need the warehouse space. Well, we <laughs> you're killing this thing. You're kidding. Look, one voice for an octave, that, had some sound. Hey, well, we'll get into so, it. That was by, that was the best part of it. This thing, from what I read. Actually, I enjoyed my time this, this. thing was aimed at schools. This was the number one thing for schools. The way- school, no, schools they, they wanted it to be the number one thing that's for school. Right. Unfortunately, it was about 13th yeah. on the list. So uh, they had uh, peripherals planned, and they apparently released some peripherals, including a joystick, yep. expansion unit, an uh, uh, extra memory, as we mentioned, and a printer. So that's not too bad. So they had some stuff. you got to have that stuff if you're going to uh, go to a school. Uh, this thing was manufactured in Le Mans by a Radio Technique, that's RTS, which explains where that comes from. I've seen that before and always wondered what that meant, so now we know. So, you're looking at the if you're looking at the VG5000, you may be thinking to yourself, so what else does this thing work on? It's filled up, <laughs> they had other stuff. Well, guess what? Nothing is Nothing. the answer. It had a Microsoft uh, Basic... Derivative, uh, which is called VG five thousand basic, which that's a nice way of saying this basic works on our machine and nothing yeah. else. The semi-graphic uh, symbol display could uh, it basically was a three hundred twenty by two hundred fifty with eight colors. Yep, and there were about forty games available for the system. Uh, now, according to uh, sources, there were three hundred thousand units sold in eighty four. With five hundred thousand predicted for 85, your mileage may vary on how many of these were actually shipped. Although this appears to be, I wouldn't call this a rare thing, like you can't find them anywhere. You can find them. No, yeah. And they're not even that expensive, but they're not it's not the hugest system you could find. Get this. This surprise, because when we're looking for ways to play this. This thing has an active uh, community uh, that does homebrew. I didn't play the homebrew. I don't know if you did. I I looked over some stuff, but I didn't play it. But there are emulators for it. We use the Windows emulator, but there's a Raspberry Pi emulator, a Linux emulator, a Wii emulator, and, of course, Brent, a GP2X emulator. Now, (laughs) so we've talked about the computer. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Philips brand, what, what you would expect from them. So... Uh, you know, we had a Magnavox Odyssey 2. Yes, and, the, and, and overseas it was known as a Video Pack. Yes, this and of course Philips uh, produced it over overseas, and so this actually ha- is like the sister of the Video Pack machine. So uh, um, there are it's games, ugly, well, ugly sister. There are games basically that actually uh, are on both machines. I found a great web page. If, it, if you speak French, that has a list here. I thought we'd go over a couple of these and see what we've had. So, okay, number one, uh, there was a machine we didn't get in the States, Brent. I'd like to have had this thing called the Video Pack Plus. This was effectively the Odyssey 3 that we'd always heard about. Right. It didn't get released here, but it did get released in Europe. And so there's a couple games that actually work. They, again, keep in mind, these aren't... These aren't compatible. No. But they made both games for both systems. Correct. All right. Yeah. And so that's what I wanted to go over. So uh, you've got Le full Volante, which is Air Battle. That got rep- on, on both. You also got, now this is a great one. Me and Brett were both big fans of Casey Munchkin, right? Yes. So on the video pack over in uh, over in Europe, they had Casey Munchkin. They made a version of Casey Munchkin for the BG5000 called Glutton. Yep. Which I think is pretty good. It looked pretty similar. Um, I wonder if there were some similarities between the two. You know, for, I don't know. I mean, because I, I, I don't know how there would be any, but I mean, they're not compatible. Uh, we'll, t- we'll talk about helicopter rescue later. Here's La Monster or Space Monster. We had this game, Brent. Yeah. Well, we, for the Odyssey. It's, it's, we had this for the Odyssey too. It was an Invaders clone. Turtles, which is called Turtles in France, uh, looks good. Uh, And there's another Video Pack Plus game, Trans-American Rally. This looks pretty good, too, actually, uh, the brand. Now, scroll up there for a second, Aaron. Yeah. Do you think it's odd that a machine released in France got a title of U.S. Rally? Trans-American Rally. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, U.S. Rally for the PG-5000. I do think it's odd. It's also odd that they picked two different cars and, two, and everything's different on the box as we look at it here. But its I will say, we were looking at a map uh, on the screen here of America. There's Chicago, Denver, uh, and L.A. That's it. Well, that's, yeah, more fills in as you, that's, as that's, you this go is across exa- the country. If they put New York in here, this would be the exact way that everyone in America <laughs> looks at America. Uh, you also had Norseman. This is a video pack plus, and it was Viking on a VG5000. These look pretty interesting. And then lastly, like, backgammon on here as well. You can Backgammon, you can put on anything. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. We also had Terrahawks, which well, we didn't even get in the States. This is the TeraHawks Plus. Kind of cool. So there were a lot of similarities there between the two in terms of releases. Of course, you can be sure that Phillips uh, was the ones releasing these because they were the ones that uh, had both machines. Yeah. Now, I'm assuming... Well, Philips didn't do too good with the Video Pack Plus because they never even came over here. I'm guessing. I always heard it got limited release. And this died horribly. The VG5000 was here and gone in an instant. And, you know, I actually think that's unfortunate. This little machine has a lot going for it. It's got a lot going against it, too. Don't get me wrong. But inside of the VG5000, all their chips are socketed. You know, the, the chips that would go in sockets. Yeah. They all are. They're not just hard. Solder to the chip, to the yeah. board, they all actually have sockets that they go at to least do. on the right ver- now. There, are, I've seen several different types of this machine. Uh, obviously, we mentioned several other names, yes. So, we're this exclusive, we're talking about the Phillips version, yes. Yes, I can't, I we can't say that for the other ones. It's got a, I mean, listen, it's got the chiclet keyboard, though, that's no good. The keyboard's kind of goofy looking, uh, you know. I may, it is what it is, it, but you're right. They, they did put sock in the chips. That is a nice addition. Also, inside of this thing is it's simple. Uh, I watched the guy change the caps uh, in, in his system. Yeah, the board it, it's got a few screws. It's very few screws to take apart. Good, my God. And of then it, it's just got it's uh, the board's held up by clips. Uh, the keyboard is very simple. The it is ribbon cable to in and out. So if this was in a school setting, yeah, and you needed to do maintenance on it, let's say some kid uh, uh, spilled his coke on his keyboard, right? It's it's a fifteen minute fix, yeah, to pop it out and put on a new keyboard. I think they manufactured that this thing with that in mind. Now the power supply on this is it's not in the machine yeah it's external uh, and, and it's the it's the size of a small child yeah it yeah. Is, it is literally as large as the computer no uh, it's not literally that size but it, it's pretty big the odyssey 2 one was pretty large too no this thing is like 3 odyssey 2 Power supply. Yeah, some of those old consoles, they had huge power supplies. It, it, you know? it was huge. One this would wonder how much power this needs. I mean, it couldn't even need that much. Um, it's but, got the god awful Chiclet keyboard, though, which is still a step up from Philip's previous efforts with the Odyssey 2, which had the horrible uh, synth- yeah, touch sense yeah, that people the, the membrane. Those are god awful. So, uh, yeah. I, I think this thing had a lot going for it. Uh, it loads off tape. Yeah. It, 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 that's It's. Primary, uh, and I didn't see it. I didn't see a disk drive uh, listed amongst the no, things they were I, so I don't think it it they ever had, had around like, of that. Tapes are pretty prominent over there, though. Yeah, uh, um, now I don't know how fast it loads off a of tape. Uh, you know, I would imagine it is. Oh, well, that's the speed of the, the tape, emulator obviously. loads quick, <laughs> but um, it, tape not a good way to do that kind of thing especially uh in a school setting if you're trying to, if you're a teacher you're trying to get all these things to load up something on tape good luck sucker What well, if I did to put but a cartridge slot on it so basic work. boots up yeah and, and that's the default it, yeah. so if you were just huh. going to do, do little programming stuff oh you can load basic off a tape are you kidding me right but i mean they've got a big ROM in there you got to have basic on there my god uh but i think this thing it's i think it's a sleek little unit uh i I do the keyboard blows uh it's got a uh scart video yeah um it has your ports for your your joystick and stuff ready to go i think this was a neat little unit i i i understand the hate I understand why it didn't do well, because it was very underpowered. I don't think people really hate it. I just don't think they don't know about it or don't care. That's very possible. Like, I don't really hate it. I just think they're like, eh, what the heck's it, that? I don't even it know. Also, it has a limited keyboard. It yeah. does not have a full keyboard, and it's a, a French-style keyboard, yeah. at least on the uh, Philips version. Uh, but it still has, uh, you know, your basic functionality. I think this would have been a perfect... Classroom computer, a perfect classroom computer. I don't think so. I do. I don't think so. And I'll tell you, but I will say, as far as I can tell, just to close this out, this was only released, it's only available in the Netherlands and France. As far yeah. as I can tell, it was never released anywhere else because it died a death there. So, with all that said, it was our duty to get into this 40 plus game library, pick a couple uh, winners, or at least attempt to. Uh, I didn't get to play, you know, I was busy week at Kokomo, so I didn't get to play a whole lot of these because I tried a couple. Uh, but I think you dipped your toe in a bunch of different pools. Although you pulled your game out before any dipping was done. Tell the people what you chose to play this weekend. Well, we are reviewing an education-based computer, right? This thing was made to be learned on. You mean so, educainment? That's right. Oh, boy. Let me tell you something. They caned me up real good. You asked with, for this one. With Monkey Academy. Now, at Monkey Academy. <laughs> come on. That's 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 offensive to monkeys. Really. <laughs> um, it it will be uh, uh, a joy to talk about this little gym if I was playing it on the MSX or the ColecoVision, which it also came out for. Yeah. Uh, it actually re- this game released the ColecoVision Vision first. Uh, two two full years later, it got a uh, VG Five Thousand release. So that's, in my opinion, that's kind of odd. I think they were looking for uh, education software to put on this thing, and this was just, it was there for the grabbing. Uh, Who produced this for the VG5000? I don't know. Who developed this? You've got Kana... Yep. No, that's not right. That's what I found out. Konami. (laughs) No. Konami Industry Limited. Also, their name is in it when you boot it up. It's in there. Konami Produce It. Deal with it. Live with it. (laughs) I don't think that is true. That is true. Uh, Also, this is the most deceiving box art I've ever seen. Yes. Because... In in the middle, in in big, shiny spot, you've got Monkey Academy, and the monkey is carrying a number two, and the number two is dead center on the case, vertical and horizontal. So anyone looking at this would be like, oh, they made a sequel to Monkey Academy. No, they did not. Maybe that was since it was so late (laughs) coming out. Maybe that was part of the plan. They are trying to trick you. So this was... the original Monkey Academy. There is no Monkey Academy 2, at least that I'm aware of. No, I'm not into this one. It's not. <laughs> uh, this is a game. It's a educa- an educanement platformer, if I've ever seen one. You get that right. It is... Well, let me give you the setup. You can play this one or two players, right? Good luck, buddy, <laughs> for this one. And you can play this with five different mathematical uh, options. You can do adri- addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, and I think special just to this at least according to the FAQ I read. That's right. This has an FAQ that was released in 2003 for this version for this version of the game. Oh man. So I, <laughs> that's bad play. It, it was a read. Uh and I mean a full one. I don't mean like, oh, this was released. It was like, it was like literally. I scrolled down for probably seven or eight pages. They have all the screens mapped out in every way. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it has uh, parentheses. So orders, you know, when you have to do your mathematical orders, if it has like six plus or six times open parentheses <coughs> five plus two. You know, you have to know that you have to add those first before you do your multiplication. But what you are supposed to do in this game is it gives you a mathematical formula at the top. And one of the numbers in this mathematical formula is missing. So you have to traverse a three-layer board. uh, And you will find little, like, if you ever played uh, Guess Who You know, the little flip things for the Guess Who game? That's kind of like this is. It's a little flip-down thing that you have to bump with your head, and it will will reveal what number is there. See, that's not the way I saw it at all. I thought they were like, you know, like you have a shade over your window. The monkey jumps up and it pulls a shade down, and it has the number on it. That's the way, in my mind, that's what it looked like. I disagree. Also, that makes more sense. Because he's pulling down the shade that has the number on it. It's like a... You know, like when you're in class, they pull down the thing that has the map on it. It's the same thing. Anyway, once you find the number that uh, fills in the equation, you hit the enter key. Bam! You lock that number in. Yeah. Then the challenge really begins. That would explain (laughs) why I had so much trouble with that. Uh, You have to navigate up the three platforms to get to your buddy monkey that is setting up at the top with the equation. Yeah. And you basically hand that number off, and he runs over and fills in the rest of the equation for you. That's cute. Uh, the, the math on this is ch- it's not challenging as an adult, but if I got this kind of math problem when I was like six... My mind would have been blown. There's no way I would have been able to figure this. I mean, out. six. You're no math genius now. No, I. I think I am. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a genius, but I'm, I'm decent. Amount. That's a monkey level thinking right there. So you, uh, you have to get the number up to the top. But the challenge is the platforming one of this is the. Dirt worst. Yeah, I need help. Holy cow. I need help understanding how to make the jump to the next level, please. Your your monkey, first of all, he's got a heck of a vertical. And if you just hold up on your controller and hit jump, he will jump straight up. Yeah. And that is how you kind of pull down the numbers, or uh, we'll get into the enemies here in a second. Uh, And you jump left or right at this, like, shallow, forty degree angle. Yeah. And it is if you hit anything during this jump, you just fall back down. Yeah. Now falling doesn't hurt you, but that's when the evil crab comes. The evil crab is forever menacing all the floors of this of this level. Yeah. Whenever he spawns he will he'll spawn in a location fall down the holes that are available on each platform level. And he won't seek you out, per se, but he will always uh, walk back and forth, and it gets real annoyed. They're not unlike the crabs in Mario Bros. Well. <laughs> I mean, they're not, and <laughs> that's what the Mario Bros would do. <laughs> yeah, you're right, you're right. Uh, so how do you defend yourself as a monkey? Well, of course, you throw fruit at them. Or poo. No, oh, fruit. I'm sorry. Only fruit. Uh Along hanging with the numbers are fruit that you can grab off of the, the, the bottom of the ledges yeah. and hurl at this crab. And if you hit him, you get points, and you uh, can get him out of your way. And if you kill him, he just comes back eventually. So the challenge of this game, the math problems, especially some of the the uh, division crap, even some of the multiplication crap, is hard because you might have all of the first number times all the second number equals a number with a with a number missing in the middle of your number so it's it, and it's always one number so it might be 27 times 14 equals 6x3 and you're like what the heck I don't know and you have to avoid the crab while you're trying to figure out the math problem then yeah. you have to find the number then you have to get to the top. And there's a timer. And there's a timer. That is correct. <laughs> if you're able to do this three times, you have completed your lesson, and, and it gives you a, a score, uh, and you can go about your merry old And way. that's how they passed their felage in France. <laughs> that right there. You failed Monkey Academy. Go back to Dullard School. Now, there. if you jump up and you, you hit a number and you lock in the wrong number, it doesn't just kill you, you just get an X. It doesn't just kill you. Uh, And if you get three Xs, then your monkey dies. And you get three (laughs) lives... Man, that is horrible for school. Listen. Listen. Even if you don't have the math right, your monkey dies. <laughs> and if he does a violent death. He does. He just keels over. Yeah, he gets just... Boom. Yeah. <laughs> this monkey dies a lot, too, because the crabs, they, they like to the taste of monkey <laughs> flesh. Um, on the other versions, the platforming, which is by far the worst part of this game, Uh, The platforming isn't nearly as broken, and I can see this actually being fun as a child. I mean, in this version, which is what I played, obviously, the the platforming is challenging. Yeah. It is... It's beyond challenging. It's, It's frustrating. Can you explain to me how to make the leap up to the next level? Yes. Okay, please do. Okay. You... If you are going, if you are jumping to the left, yeah. you have to start at the very right of the hole. Okay. So You have to get a run <clears> at it? Yes, basically. But and, he doesn't speed up. In no, fact, no. he runs like a geek. But you, when you jump, you will float a, a decent distance. So it's all about the angle is what you're saying. Yes. Because I, the only times I can ever advance were the... The luckiest luck that ever lucked. Yeah. I actually got pretty good at this. Yeah. I, I did play it long long enough to figure out the, 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 Listen, the tricks. If anyone could graduate from Monkey Academy, it's <laughs> you. Um, the music in this is really good. No. It... <laughs> Dude, it's beeper music. Listen. It is good for beep music. Well there is no good beep music. Who are you I kidding? I enjoyed the music. It took full in advantage Academy. of the one voice <laughs> channel. It was in full, I, full throat. It, this is this is not going to win any uh, awards for music. Yeah, but well worth music goes I, to Monkey Academy. I feel they did very well with the limitations they had. The graphics in this game are off the charts. Based on... Based on the fact that there are no graphics on this machine? Well, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Based on that, uh, what they had to work with, a monkey looks like a monkey, a banana looks like a banana, the crabs look like crabs. Yeah. I never once was like, oh, what's that? So it is fantastic in the graphics department. Uh it's just the mechanics were really bad, it, and which that's unfortunate because this could have been a lot of fun back in the day, you know, as a child. Well, what was your opinion on this game? I can see you're hating on it. But Listen, I, I, the game's called Monkey Academy. Yeah. So it's hard to hate on it because the name is Monkey Academy. And in my mind, I thought to myself, oh, man. This is going to be awesome. Monkeys jumping around. I didn't know it was an educanement game. I didn't know that until I started playing it. I knew it was in trouble because... When we got the tips on how to load these ROMs, someone said, "Yeah, the, the ROM for uh, for Monkey Academy is in the app section." I was like, "Uh oh, that was, I I was like that ain't good." That, that was a and little then bad. And here it came. I saw a bunch of math coming at me. I'm like, "Oh no!" And if you were in Texas, right, and you had the choice <laughs> between playing football over border, if you were had the choice between you playing foosball or this, what would you play? I'd play. I'd hook up with Texas foosball or play foosball. <laughs> He just I, came in too. I, That's where you saw foosball. I didn't even pull out of your butt. Anyway, getting back to my it review. This is a subtle way of showing that we were live, yeah. Aaron. Anyway, since he asked. Getting back to the review. Aaron, subtle like a train wreck. Like, this game, it is a game of its era. You're right. Graphically, the crabs look crabby. The monkeys look sort of like monkeys. Fruit looks they about look right. They look great. Like, you oh know, my ma- gosh, it looks great. Hold on a second. Mathematically, you know it's okay. You have it was to, challenging. You really have to. The challenge is not really the math. It's like doing the, everything else and not dying and the math. Yes. You know uh, the yeah uh, you know, the 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 controls are the you know the movement stinks. Yes. That's so that's the Achilles heel. Of this. Yes. The I mean Yeah. Rings. The sound is crap. but you knew who that was going to be even the jumping the crests. I mean, you can do it. No, you can't. You can you can jump over them. You cannot. I mean, I did it. I jumped over, them, but it's not easy. You know, but the but I mean, the, but, you know, you can. But the problem is the monkey moves and jumps crappily. Yeah. You know, and so that makes the game not that much fun. You know, I looked at the, I want to ask you, on the right hand side of the screen, there's a clock over the time. Yeah. And then there's, what are the other symbols? Is that a, what is that? Is that a joystick over I, the I score? I believe that is a trophy for the high score. That's not what that is, is I, it? I'm pretty sure that's what that is. And then your score is... That's a trophy? It yeah. looks like a... I don't know what it looks like. An inkwell and a pen. Pretty sure that's the the. What's current... the thing over your current score? Is that a monkey? You? It's a little monkey. Okay. It's just kind of blobby. And then the monkeys that represent how many lives you have left yeah. are terrifically done. Holy well, cow. Well, I mean, you're... This game is the embodiment of low-hanging fruit, Literally. <laughs> I <laughs> got a million of them I'm, I really enjoyed my time with Monkey Academy Well I'm glad you did it, it was fun to try to figure out the jumping mechanics this is not a good game okay It's no. not a good game it, well, I mean it's not, it's, it's edu- edu- came at its best yeah I will say that but the, the jumping is so bad that it can't you can't have fun in like unless you like figuring out the mechanics to make the jumping more interesting. You're not going to believe this, the brand, but we actually, someone played this game. Yeah. In a baffling turn of events. And by the way, that person was Pajaco, 6502, who also was instrumental in making this much easier than it should have been. Yeah. By setting this up with the emulator, the ROM, and telling us exactly how to play it, including the fact that the Q&A are backwards on the keyboard. Yeah, because of the French keyboard. Uh, Pajaco writes... uh, The ColecoVision or MSX versions are quite fun and very playable, and really, this is an arcade platformer disguised as a learning aid. I agree. But I love the thought of some kids getting around the no-games rule by having a game that teaches them math, in quotes. The VG5000 is not a high-spec machine, so naturally some things will get cut, and you can forgive having to render a more simple version of the game. But for me, this game is rendered virtually unplayable oh. by its horrendous jumping between platforms. It is really bad. In fact, any kind of jumping is just a chore. It even is. over the crabs is almost impossible. It is. Also, I noticed that the fruit numbers in the game can block jumps between platforms. It can. Make the game even more painful to play. If this was your first exposure to Monkey Academy, you could easily be put off. Uh, Of the game for life, and probably never even look at the MSX or ColecoVision version, which would be a shame because it's a very good game. On the plus side, the VG5000 does have some nicely drawn sprites. The music is serviceable, and they're not. And you can at least throw some fruit at the crabs for points. But to play this properly and have fun, stick to the MSX or ColecoVision versions, but avoid the VG5000 like the plague. Two out of ten. Oh, that's what we call an old-fashioned monkey burial right there. To be fair, this was very hated online, <laughs> uh, which is really it's one of the reasons why I picked it. <laughs> It, it was, yeah. Why would you pick something you knew it was garbage? I, I didn't know it was garbage. I just was wondering why it was so hated, and I found it now out. Now you know why. Now. It stinks. No, it doesn't stink. I don't suppose you. I could. Are any of these things available for sale? Did you know? Oh yeah, there's tons. Not this game though. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, there I mean, are tons of, of VG5000 tapes out there. To be fair, this isn't a game, and they run. They run the from about. Uh, $20 to about $50. If ever you thought to yourself, hey, I think I might go buy the... Just play... Emulate it first, is what i mean. in this particular game. <laughs> I don't know circumstances I go out and buy the machine, but I mean, we've played much worse. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. But uh, this one's not that not that good. So, Brent played the rest. Now I'll play the best, my friends. Because you know me. You know how I operate. I thought to myself, what's the most coolest, whooping buddiest Version of a cool game I can find. That's right, whoop Buddiest. And the game I chose was Bam Helicopter. That's right, spelled French style: H E L I C O P T E R E. Helicopter. Yeah, it, it's helicopter. Oh, would you stop? I'm doing. I'm trying to service the good buddies in the Big F. Uh, released in uh, 1983. Uh, on the Video Pack Plus, this is one of those games that was called Helicopter Rescue. The Philips VG five thousand version was released one year later, so yeah. this was a this one came off the heels of the uh, of the uh, of Video Pack Plus. By the way, we got to put Video Pack Plus on a wheel. We got to put that on there. So somebody recommend that. Uh, this I think we've was done it. this was published by Philips Export BV. I could not find a uh, developer for this, but I think it was also developed by Phillips. Probably, but I, I, I had no way to uh, ascertain that uh, one way or the other. Now, before I get into this, and I'm going to give, I'm going to put Brent over, despite his horrible game. So we looked around. One thing we like to do is like get, get online, get some game footage, pull it down, put it on the thing, and make sure everybody knows what's going on. Well. Video game footage of the VG five thousand is scanty. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's so tiny bits. Slim. So we actually both recorded video footage, and Brent set me up real good. And so I felt like a chump, so I also recorded some video footage too for my game because the video footage I found was so scanty and rare; it never even showed anything. You yeah. never hardly saw any of the game. So you, you you may be seeing this game for the first time. So, what is a helicopter or, or helicopter rescue? Um, Simple. You uh, yes, it is. You have to rescue downed pilots or comrades with your helicopter, right? Sounds simple, right? Wrong. That's because while you're scrolling through and picking up your partners, your friends, uh, you'll be accosted by various, uh, various bad guys. And this isn't one of those games where they just stick you out in one scenario, like say M.A.S.H., this one has two scenarios. It does. It does. One is like a uh, rocky crevasse or, uh, or canyon, and one is the ocean. Yeah. Not good. Or a lake, big river, something. No, it's definitely an ocean. It has yeah. submarines and battleships. That's true. It's about point. Listen. <laughs> They made the, the Great Lakes. You could put a battleship in there. If you, oh, you could, if we went to war with Canada. <laughs> so the first thing that happens when this game comes up is you see a helicopter hone into view and he starts firing right at you. If only it was playing the Airwolf theme. Do 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 do, do. Remember yeah, that? It it's it's beep and crap music. It also says Jean avec le or Jeans avec und mate, which means play with keyboard or play with game controller. I choose to play with the keyboard. Uh and yeah. here's the here's a little tidbit for you. Uh to fire on this game, you have to hit the minus sign. You can use the arrow keys and the minus not, sign. Not the minus sign on the numpad, the right. minus sign. Right. The side actual minus sign up by the backspace. Right. On once a, you've USC chosen as far as I can tell these were your options. And then once you pick your options, you're treated with a really cool screen of a helicopter leaving like a base I mean, it actually, the helicopter scales. It was real cool. Well, it No, it three, does. three-frame scale. Listen, it scales. Okay. Then you're over the, you're, well, then you are in an action chopper gliding gracefully across the Atlantic, Pacific, whatever it is, as you rescue your down pilots. Now, this game doesn't just have uh, beautiful scenery. It's also got a handy bottom portion of the screen with a control panel that includes how far you are from the finish of the level, a uh, radar. How many choppers you've got left? How much gas you've got left? How many men you've picked up, and how and what your score is. Yeah. So you got. It's a. This is one time where they actually use the the part, bottom part of the screen for useful information. Yeah. And the radar on this thing is is uh, very wide radar. You can see pretty far with the radar. Your men are. Uh, Listed on your radar is little red dots, and ironically, when you pick them up, they're also little red dots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they don't actually look like men at all. They look like little red dots. Now, you move your chopper left and right, and then forward, and it, it's sort of like a from-behind aspect, you know, third person. Mm-hmm. When you push forward, when you push up on the keyboard, your chopper will go forward, you know, faster. When you pull, when you pull down, he'll come back at you to the point where it just slows down. And you could actually—it also lowers and raises your chopper. You could actually land your chopper in the water, and die, which well, I did do that. <laughs> oh, you can actually die? Yeah, you could put you could put it right in the drain. Oh wow, yeah. I never knew that. Oh yeah, because I want because so here's the way this goes. Like I mentioned, you're going to see radar, and you're going to have two things pop up in your radar. There are actually there are two or three things, but they're always dots. They're they're one of two things. It's either one of your downed friends or it's an enemy craft. Okay. okay. It could be a sub. It could be a a, a, a ship on on the on the ocean level. And as you go through the ocean, there are also little islands that go by. It's actually quite nice. This is graphically. This is quite. This would have been a step up of like the Odyssey. I don't know if they could have done this on there. This was this is a pretty good thing. When you hit the buttons, you have a twin cannon that fires. Here is the funny thing about the cannon, though. Like the recharge, of this thing is is real weird. Like you can't just go bananas on you it. You can't fire while hovering. Yeah, you have to be moving forward, and so it's it makes it the cannons one you you don't really want to fire it until you're pretty sure you're you got a, a good sight on somebody. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think there's any limit on the ammo or anything. So as you go through, when you see one of your airmen, you pick him up and by basically stop almost landing on him is effectively yeah. how you do it. He'll get in. And when he does that a little man uh, figure will appear at the bo- at the upper left part of your of your display like a little man figure and your goal is to rescue as many guys as you can before one of two things happen either one you run out of fuel or two you just the level just ends okay yeah. Well it it shows in kilometers right. how far your trip is Right from but being you can, you can go like for example if you're when you get real close like within like a kilometer even if there are guys like right in front of you, your guy just flies off. Yeah, yeah, they're screwed. You yeah, you get nothing. Also, I want to note the fact that they could have put fuel or something in the bottom, but they actually put a little old school gas tank. Yeah, you know, like you like you'd fill up at the at the gas station. Which I like. <laughs> I like the fact that this high high speed low drag helicopter uses pulls into like a Sunoco <laughs> to load up on gas. I thought that was funny. I found these ships to be difficult to shoot, but not impossible. And I found once you learn the the way – because you sort of have to – you can't just go through this game, Warfactor 10. You have to you go as fast as you want until you get the guy near the copter. And the funny thing is when he's near you, you can't see him. Your copter will be over him because you're zoning into yeah, where he blocks at. your view. And then you, when you get where you think he's under you, you pull down, your copter lands effectively on him. Hovers. Presumably. Yeah. Well, I mean, you come as close – the guy's grabbing the bottom of the chopper, presumably, yeah. so then you take off. Sometimes the guys will be very near a ship, and then you you've got to see how you want to play it. You can leave them. There's nothing that makes you get guys, but you you know you want to get as many guys as you can. So once you get all the guys that you can get, or you run out of fuel. By the way, when you're out of fuel, your plane just track your crashes and you lose a man. When you get all the guys you can, and the level's over, the chopper shoots off over the horizon and then you are back at your base okay and it, which this is a really cool scene now when you come back to the base you're not just you you have to land you don't it, yeah. it, it doesn't you're right when you get there you're just hovering over the base then you pull down you land at the base and then all the men you've rescued all get out of your chopper sort of like choplifter, you know which is cool and also, that the, uh, there's a tanker truck and a dude, which is funny because there's still a gas, can- the gas thing on your car. But you don't even use that because there's a tanker, truck and a guy rolls up and he fills up your tank. So you're, it's you're, you're actually refueling at this point. Also, when you get when you land, the guys, get out. they sort of like salute you, wave at you, which yeah. I think's cool too. And you're at, you've dropped them off at the medical hospital. This is sort of like mash. And then you take back off and zoom out. And then the next level. You're not over the ocean. You're over, a lot like this. Like I said, we're in this, like a ravine or, or a cavern or something. It's the exact same premise, except there's no water this time. You've got, like, grass. And instead of ships, you've got uh, howitzers and tanks. Yep. Okay, now, <clears throat> howitzers and tanks are much, I found, much more difficult to shoot than the ships. The, sh- the subs are like the howitzers, and the ships are like the tanks. Yeah, there's small targets and right. large targets. Uh, but basically. I had no luck shooting things on this level. I, I I could shoot stuff on the other level. And by the way, when you shoot, when you shoot an enemy tank or an enemy uh, a howitzer or an enemy ship or a sub, uh, if they blow up, you get a score, and then there's a little number in a box that appears over them. I don't yeah, know if that's... That's our, how much score you get, i I'm assume sure. that's what it was, but I've got no way of knowing. You should, I should also mention, if you're careless... You can shoot the downed crewman, yeah. and when you do yeah, that, you a, little, a little cross appears. <laughs> Whoops! Sorry, I killed that guy. You'll have to you'll have to report to your CEO to figure that one out. Once you go through this, and by the way, you're, uh, if you're watching this at home, there was no footage of this level at all on YouTube, and there's no footage of getting past this level either. When you go, when once you do this, uh, the second level, the, the ravine. It's the same thing. You go back to your base, you drop off your guys, then you go back to the ocean and it loops. However, uh, things have changed because on the first level, none of the enemies shoot at you. Yeah. On the second level, I'm not sure the enemies, I mean, someone is shooting from somewhere. It doesn't, because it doesn't necessarily come out of the ship that you see, but bullets start flying across the ocean. They're real tough to dodge. They're fast. Because you don't know where they're coming from, you have no point of reference yeah. of where they're being shot from. And so I ended up getting uh, creamed uh, often on this level uh, because I couldn't see what was going on. I did get past this when I got back to the caves, but I ran out of guys. Um, it's got a little tune that plays at the beginning. Uh, like I said, the helicopter shoots. And when you die, there's a tune that effectively plays forever. Until you, start until you hit the key. Yeah. And it's it's okay at first, but man, afterwards, it's a, it's, it's a killer dealer. Um it's a fun game. I enjoyed it. What did you think, the Brent? Uh, this was a fun game. Oh, uh, I can't believe it. Yeah, I, the uh, the first loop, I, I understand why it's there because yeah. to get used to everything. Yeah, but not having the enemies fire at you, it makes it that you, you're not playing a game. You're fulfilling a task. It makes it fun to shoot them while they sit there. <laughs> um, but in the second loop. Uh, the game becomes much more challenging. Now you don't get just bombarded with shots. You get the enemy just pretty much like you gets one shot at you yeah. if you're moving forward, um, and it's usually within the f- in the middle, and which spreads out up to about a quarter of the screen on either direction. Yeah. Uh, the reason why that's important is. In the canyon level, you can hit the side of the canyon. Yeah. So if you're trying to dodge and then a bullet's kind of coming at you and you dodge even more, you're going to hit the canyon, the canyon wall and blow up. Uh, <clears throat> this was—it's a simple game. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's the graphics are passable. I actually think the the, the graphics on uh, Monkey Academy are better. Oh, I think these are... they. But think about this. They're scaling. There's islands flipping by. They give you the illusion of going a third-person perspective. I think that's a pretty advanced graphic. It, it is. It, I'm not saying they're bad. I just preferred Monkey well, Academy. Monkey Academy. Um, they make it do that. I, I think that uh, being limited to two levels does hurt this a little bit, a two-level loop. But they could have easily had one level. Yeah. And been done with it. So I appreciate that they did put in a second. <coughs> Having the guys salute when they get out of your helicopter, I thought was a nice touch. Um, yeah, I thought this was pretty good. It's, it's a little easy until the enemies start firing at you. Um, and it, I played through this, and it's a high-score game, so it, it goes on forever. I eventually yeah. just quit. Um so, how do you remember how many times you looped it before you ultimately gave up? Uh, three. Does the third level, does anything change? Not that I saw. Okay, that's probably one. Um, the uh, uh, thing I did, though, is when I fired it up the second time, I played as Evil Brent and I shot all my crewmen. Yeah. And, and, I, and on one level, on the first water level, I just. Hightailed it all the way through. I shot nothing. Landed back at base. No one rescued. They fueled me up. I took back off. Went to the canyon. And I just blew every sucker away that was there. What not that surprise. Okay. Dude. Got back to the base, land. That fueled me up. There is no penalty for shooting a guy or leaving some of them behind. Yeah. I, I don't. that. I think that needs. Uh, that's bad. You know, I will say, having come from the Odyssey like we did, th- this is not unheard of. Because the Odyssey is like. I, I mean, the game is kind of open ended in a, in a weird way. Like I mean, it's just. It's a, it was always a weird system, and that's why I wouldn't be surprised at all if. Phillips actually developed this one because it feels like one of their games. It does. They put some, some There's something there. Do what you want. And <laughs> yeah. he, you know, you don't want to rescue him. Okay, whatever. And, and when you shoot, so did you ever? You did shoot someone at some. Yeah, point, Yeah, gives right? you a little cross. Well, it also goes. Ah! <laughs> Oh, you get a. It makes a little yelly noise. It makes a yuck <laughs> noise when you do it. I thought the radar was good. I mean, listen. Oh, yeah, the radar's really good. Again, I mentioned earlier that this game also came out uh, on, on, uh, on the uh, Video Pack Plus. Yes. And I know I read about this because a lot of people, you're going to be stunned to hear this, but a lot of people get the two versions confused. But if you because they no one knows about the VG five thousand, and right. so when you read a description of this, they're like fly across deserts on a multi-colored. It's like you know it looks different as you look at the still foot frames uh, on the uh, other game. It looks actually a lot more like an Activision Atari 2600 six hundred game does. Yeah. than it does. This this looks the VG five thousand has a distinctive ColecoVision Vision feel to it to me. It actually feels more like a ColecoVision Vision than it does a uh, an Odyssey two to me. The games I tried, although yeah. there are some yes. games that were straight from the Odyssey 2 on yes. it, yes, color palette and, yeah. and feel, yeah. I'll but it's a, it's a good, it's a good feel. I really did. I mean, is this thing gonna? Is this the game you're gonna quit modern gaming for? Absolutely not. But uh-huh. as, a, as a fun diversion on an obscure system, I enjoyed it, and it's easy. Yeah. You know, it's easy. You can get right into it. I will say loading up games. This was a piece of cake. Yeah. Uh, finding all the games. Of course, there, there's a tote Sec for it that uh, Pajaco uh, sent us towards. So I think this is one. I mean, I will say the emulator we used was it completely in French. Uh, Pajaco figured out enough of it. But Roy, I didn't have to even look at what his notes were. I mean, it wasn't pretty. It was too bad to use. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, you know, so. it, it felt familiar. Yeah. Um, Guess what? Pajaco also took a look at a helicopter. He oh, says, "I can't believe it." He says, <laughs> "A nice concept that feels a little, uh, a little choplifter like, but in two point five D, it's a little, yeah. it's a little clunky. That's fair, but it controls well, and the scaling works nicely, so you get a good enough fake three D effect." After playing this a little while, I was trying to determine if younger me would have found this fun and exciting, and sadly, I think the answer is no. I don't hate the game, I just found it a little dull. Yeah. Things do get a little more frantic at later levels and really once thing uh, once things start shooting at you, the game becomes more fun. But the enemy fires too fast. And if you're in a lot of fire, dodging you feels almost impossible and it seems luck comes into play, of which I'm not a fan of. Also, the game consistently stopping to display your score when you destroyed an enemy becomes a little infuriating and after a time I almost stopped shooting them just to get through the level. You can also <laughs> totally cheese it and fly slow enough to take out the enemies with ease. With a limited library for the system, Helicopter is a good game for the VG5000. But it's a title that really needs a little more action uh, going on. Six out of ten. I think that's a very fair review. Now listen, uh, the brand, before we close shop on this one. Yes? I know you're sort of a fan of this one, aren't you? I am. This one yeah. can, And this system can be acquired. Uh, and, well, it's uh, the power supply, the, the European-style power supply that's going to Right, go, yeah. right. And you've already, you've, you and you have shown your prowess on dealing with those already with the uh, super cassette vision. I'm going to have a look at what you did to it. But this one would be fun. And I think with 40 games, I, I saw some other contenders in there for certain game-wise. So I think we could absolutely put this one back on the wheel sometime in the future and have another go yeah, at it. I, I agree. You know, Because this would be fun. But again, if you buy one of these, for God's sakes... Don't let the Brent or the boat fiddle with it, because then you're going to need to call a proper repair technician to take care of the hideous damage you've done to Brent. Are you saying, Aaron, that I need to to send my things to... Retro Rewind? The very same, and why is that to Brent? Because my thingy all done gone blow up now. That's right, Brent graduated well, with a Well, Brent te- did not do it, but it did, it, regardless, Listen, it still went boomy. Brent, Brent got his tech degree from the Monkey Academy, okay? <laughs> so when we opened up the machine, I noticed that there was fruit stuff in it and a lobster claw, <laughs> not good. So when you've got someone that's done sort of a Monkey Academy job on your electronics, there's just one place to go, and that's retrorewind.ca. Absolutely. why was it Cocoa Fest this past week? I had a chance to uh, have dinner and uh, and hang out with Frank and his fine staff, including Scumboy, was also there from retrorewind.ca. And while they were at Cocoa Fest, they worked non-stop Ooh. repairs. Why is that? It's because everyone that has any sort of brain Knows that that's where you go to take your stuff. And by the way, the Coco aficionados are not dummies. No. They know what they're doing, and they took all their gear to Frank at RetroRewind.ca. Now, do you have a Commodore product at your disposal that needs to be recapped or have some work done on it? C64, C128, CDTV, Amigas. Frank covers it all, plus all the Coco stuff. If you need repairs done, Frank's your up and he's conveniently located in the friendly confines of Canada. On top of everything else, Frank will sell you uh, flash solutions for your various machines, diagnostic kits, uh, caps that you can do your own repairs, a whole flurry of items can be found at RetroRewind.ca. Brent also went to Monkey Academy Flag Corps. Nice work the Brent. Thank you. Get the wheel, you idiot. Oh, it's wheel time, is it? See if you can operate that thing, monkey boy. We have added chat subject choice. Oh, God. What are you doing another monkey move? And uh, the Retro Rewind piece this week is the Auric. Okay, everybody in the chat, if that comes up, this is your time to shine. Hopefully you won't be monkeys. Roll it. And the winner is oh, thank oh you, my Lord. gosh, we're going back to Oric Town. Aaron. Holy smoke, it's Oric time, and we don't mean Oric gun, we mean the Oric. Brent, we've had what one or two cups of coffee with the Oric. I believe it is a single, Aaron. Now this is actually apropos, having played the, the machine we just played. Because the Oric is a very European machine, absolutely. It'd be a lot of fun to give that another whirl. I've been I've been looking forward to hitting that. You've thought about buying an Oric a few times. I want you no. back in the day. He's an Oric guy. He loves the Oric. <laughs> Do you recall any of the games we played on the Oric previously? Is that where we played Doggy and stuff? Was that the Oric? I, be- I believe that is where uh, uh, in the Oric where we played the game that you hated tremendously. Well. Pff- you're going to narrow it down. We'll uh, figure sure. it out. Should be a lot of fun. I'm actually looking forward to the Oric next week. That, that uh, bookends nicely, what we just played. Hey, listen, a couple of uh, uh, items before we head out the door. Bam, I want to talk about Boat Fest. that's coming up June 23rd through the 25th. Uh, we just mentioned uh, RetroRewind.ca. Hold up the sign again to Brent. RetroRewind.ca will be in the house. Hold it up better than that, you knuckle brain. And uh, he'll be doing repairs. He'll have his crack staff with him. Uh, of course, uh, so if you've got any repairs, you're coming to a boat fest, bring them. He'll fix them right there on the spot for you. Uh, we've also got Rob flacco here. will be in the house. Uh, and a cast of thousands, lots of uh, streamers and podcasters will be there. Now, lots of our good There will buddies. not be a cast of thousands. It will. It'll be a cast of uh, maybe a eight, like 80. Several dozen. But it'll be a lot of fun. And let me tell you something. <laughs> Rare, obscure machines are going to be in the house. Uh, it's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to Boat Fest. Yes. Uh, something else I want to mention, the Brent. Uh, uh, please, I don't ever build this, but uh, uh, I don't know if you saw the link I sent you, but Boat designed a very attractive ARG shirt. So if you head over to the uh, Amigos T-shirt, you remember the Amiga Tees uh, web address? The burn on top of your head, he no. does it. Somebody'll link it up there. Go over to the Amigo Tees T shop, T-shirt shop, and there's a really sweet look at ARG present shirt. We don't get that many shirts, uh, so check it out. It looks nice. Uh, Brent, what do you got? I have our lovely supporters. Oh man, I want to. I want to thank <clears throat> personally, and this should be. The last week we go without a video. Oh, we will see. I want to thank Rolo, Mr. B, Terry Howard, Frodo and L, Laurent Garut, Laurent Giroux, Kevin Bean, Mitsuyama, Oram, Olaf Hope, David Terrence, Graham W. Andy Jones, Jason Warrens, Jerry D., uh, Dave Velociraptor, Sundown, Templar Mar, Chris Munch, Petzl, Rob Flack O'Hara, Texas Foosballer, Chris Fultz, Richard Smith, Pajaco6502, a double thank to him for helping us with the emulators this week. Super nice of him to take the time to do that. Andy Craig, Z9K9, John Dykeman, Bernhardt Lucas, Steve Rathmussen, Retroalgae, Anthony Jarvis. Animal on the Roof. And, The King, The Spirit of the Wheel, Motorcar Schaller, whose episode will be coming to you next week? Oh, man. I also want to shout out uh, our good buddy, Da-Dunk, Duncan Styles, their graphics, and Bark Bit, who does all the cool music for the yes. show. He's awesome. He's super awesome. Hey, uh, by the way, it's AmigaTees.com. Thank you, everybody, for posting that in the chat. That's A-M-I-G-A-T-E-E-S.com. Get in there. Check it out. Listen, I'm wearing one right now. Bam. Bring it. I play top banana. You get it because it's so bad. Anyway, that's all we got this week. We'll see you uh, next time for another round of Warwick. And until then, get your VG five thousand on, brother. Adios.